Were you good at taking naps when your baby was asleep or, you know, go to bed early? I napped every time Maisie napped. Amazing. Still do. Yeah, I do as well. Part of the reason I can't go back to work is because there's no nap time at work. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Mums Group. This is a podcast for Christian mums navigating the joyful complexities of motherhood. My name's Ali Barnes, and I have a son called Banjo who's just started biting kids at daycare, but uh, that's for a different episode. Now, I made this podcast because, well, I thought it would be fun and personally cathartic to sit around a table with a few friends and chat about all this baby stuff and how our Christian worldview impacts it all. Our heart for these conversations is to empower each other, to trust our God-given instinct. Now, we're not going to be able to talk about every topic perfectly or in its entirety, but we can share our experiences, the approaches that worked, the things we wish we'd done differently, and hopefully there's something helpful in this for you. Today, I want to talk about sleep. If you've clicked on this episode because you're struggling right now and you're desperate for 10 ways to make your child sleep through the night, you won't find it here. I'm so sorry. There is no scripture reference on sleep training. God doesn't give us a magic formula for it. It's going to vary due to time and culture, family situation, a child's needs, and a million other things. And so for this episode, I invited my school friend Lynn and my church friend Beth to join me for this conversation. And I think very quickly you'll realize how different their experiences and their approaches were and that every child is really different. So I hope it's encouraging. I hope it's helpful. Enjoy. My name's Lynn Saunders. I have a little two-year-old Joey and we are navigating a very intense Peppa Pig obsession at the moment. So. <laughs> Not your taste in TV? It wasn't, but you know, mummy and daddy pig are growing on me. So. <laughs> nice. My name is Beth Brown. I'm married and I have a little girl called Maisie who's two years old who's actually obsessed with cars. And she can pick out all the VWs on the road. <laughs> wow. And she says, Daddy, because Daddy drives a VW. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she, she's clever. Banjo's also obsessed with anything with wheels, like scooters, bikes, cars, but wheelchairs. Oh. Every oh, time we're at the yes. shops. <laughs> just We've wants- made a lot of friends in wheelchairs recently, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. To start off with, what sort of things helped your baby sleep? Like for Banjo, he couldn't resist the G-force of my Hyundai. <laughs> like I spent a Nobody lot. Can, <laughs> I spent a lot of fuel just driving the streets of Sydney to try and get the little man to have a decent snooze. Mm. Um, swaddling definitely. Um, I think that was uh, something that comforted her and made her feel safe. Who did the swaddling in your house? Oh, definitely me. Yeah, me. <laughs> oh man. But also because I quite enjoyed it, I quite miss it. I did got good at it eventually. Oh, Sean was a ninja. All <laughs> oh, right. It, it took like three seconds for Banjo to get out of one okay. of my wraps. Yeah, there you go. Thank God for those love to dream zip up things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We oh. moved there pretty quickly too. <laughs> um, we did white noise and rocking. Do you still use white noise now? No. No? Okay. But we were up until – so she's just turned two, I reckon. We turned it off about four months ago. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, just because – I mean, I personally was sick of hearing it, so <laughs> and I wanted to see if she could go without, and we did it, and she was fine. So. The first night, yeah, first night. Yeah, oh, turns out maybe she, maybe she needed it all. You, know? <laughs> you guys did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the, the good thing about white noise is, um, after a while, when she didn't actually need it to sleep, I don't think, but it did block out 
Like if someone, mm. if there was a truck or something, then she just wouldn't wake up. So yeah. she does wake up now more with outside noise, but, you know, other than that. Yeah. And rocking? Yeah. That was just in the first few months or? Like put her in a pr- put her in the pram and mm. okay, so rock movement. back and forth. Yeah, definitely movement. Yeah. Um, I also felt guilty for doing that. Why? Because I thought that the best way to get your baby to sleep is to, for them to learn to sleep on their own without assistance. Okay. So if I was rocking her, it was working, but I was like, but I really shouldn't be doing this mm. because it's probably forming a habit that yeah. she's going to need to be rocked to fall asleep and I don't want to do that. Yeah. They get heavy after a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So they're the things that helped, but I didn't do them with full peacefulness in my heart. Yeah. It took Banjo about 11 and a half months to sleep through for the first night. Mm. And just quickly, Beth, how long did it take till Maisie slept through? Oh, I would say seven months. Okay. And Lynn? Joey is 25 months and he still hasn't. Waiting for that glory day. Yeah. He's okay. done eight hours. That was glorious once. Did you feel amazing or were you just like waiting I for him to really wake up? I was really confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm awake and this kookaburra is outside and I haven't woken up yet. It's so true. <laughs> What's that, happening? That first night they sleep through, you don't have a good sleep. because no, you're you just, just think something's gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Beth, yep. you adopted quite a routine with Maisie. What did that look like? Um, so simply it was feed, wake, sleep. So the idea was you feed the baby um, a little bit of a wake time, which means early on because they're so sleepy, it's literally just a change of a nappy and a brief little cuddle and then wrap them up and put them to sleep. The idea of that was that you didn't feed them to sleep. You, it was a way of stopping you from feeding them to sleep so that, again, they didn't form a habit of being fed to sleep. And this is me just expressing this sort of thing that I did that, I thought was what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that if you feed your baby to sleep, it's the wrong thing, but I just, I'd been told that you don't want to form habits with your baby. Yeah. And in hindsight, I'd, I actually wouldn't necessarily do it exactly the same way. It's so interesting because as a first time mum, right, you have no idea mm. and you're just trying to see what works and what doesn't. And, and so I also thought that I wouldn't feed to sleep because mm-hmm. I'd heard about this bad habit. Mm. But gosh, it just works so well. And mm. I still so do essentially. Like he's not breastfeeding anymore, but he takes a bottle to bed with yeah. him mm-hmm. and boom, yeah. he's out. Like it works. So yeah. we've just kind of run with that. I know. Um, no, I, I, I never fed me to sleep, not once in her entire childhood. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I never resorted to it. I resorted to rocking and things like that, but I never – if she fell asleep while I was feeding, I would wake her up. I don't think Banjo would have ever slept. (laughs) Joey would still never sleep. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I would wake her up um, to make – so that I would then make her fall asleep. Wow. Off the boob because I thought that was the best thing for her. I would be dead. Yeah. Like I would literally (laughs) – because I wouldn't have slept for two and a half years. No. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and this comes about for different me because. Kids. Different kids. But also like my first kid, hadn't had one before, took advice from some friends and I got given some books and this is what, this is what the book yeah. said and this but is what the friends said. But also it obviously worked. You know, like she, yeah. you know. It did work. To varying degrees yeah. of effectiveness, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But like she went to sleep, yeah, you know, she would go end. to sleep. Yeah. It, um, was, it was hard. It was stressful. Yeah. I found it stressful. Like what? what's stressful in that moment? The stressful part is I guess what I was sort of alluding to, which is like I had this advice and I had these books 
And I didn't have the other side. I didn't have other friends saying, just do whatever you want. I actually only sort of had surrounded Mm. myself for whatever reason with people who all had this same view. And so I didn't, I wasn't actually even saying to myself, is this what I want to do? Or is this what I think is best for my baby? I was just saying, this is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And so the stress came from the fact that it grated against me doing something that I didn't really want to do that I thought I had to do because I thought that was the way you had to do it. Interesting. And so it was, it was just going against my gut instinct to just let us keep sleeping. Mm -hmm. But I thought I was essentially going to equip her with the skills that she therefore would have to fall asleep without me assisting Mm. her. Which she did. Yeah. But, it she might have done that time. otherwise as well. And I yeah. think she probably would have done it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just hard in, in a way that I just don't think I would do again. Yeah. Because I just don't think it has to be quite that strict. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard anyone who's done feed, awake, sleep say, mm. I don't think I would do it again. Yeah, like right. it's really. I feel like lots of people that I know who have had that approach are so staunch in like, this is the one way. Yeah. So it's really interesting hearing your reflections to go, I felt like this was the one way. Yeah. But if I did it again, I'd do it differently. I think it's because I wasn't actually fully convicted. Yes. I was just following mm. a, some people who I thought had figured something out. Whereas I think what you've got to do is, whatever your approach is, you have to be convicted mm. that it's the right way to do it. Otherwise, you're just going to question yourself all the time and that's what I was doing I was doing it and questioning myself the entire time Mm. and so I think what I've come to is yeah a realization that my approach for the future if I have another child would be something a bit more relaxed and and there's such wins and losses in any approach like I was so jealous that Maisie was sleeping through the night at seven months. I'm mm. still jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I was so happy about being able to go to Bible study at mm, night and, mm. and, and take banjo to And netball. I was jealous of you. Right. Because so like, <laughs> well, I'm like, I've got this baby who sleeps and yay, tick, tick, but I'm sitting at home on my own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wins, pros and cons yeah, everywhere. Right. <laughs> totally. Now, Joey was on the other side of the spectrum and yes. not into a routine or a, a sleep associations necessarily other than... Well, your question of um, what helps your baby sleep, when you first asked it, I was like, oh, nothing really. <laughs> but actually, there were a couple of things. So well, I think you helped him sleep. I helped him sleep. He really liked just being held. It was, could be me, could have been my husband. Mm-hmm. He just likes being close to someone and touching someone. And mm-hmm. still, it's the same. Like mm, He just wants him. to be in contact with people when he's sleeping. Yep. And... Joey, from when he was a newborn, just didn't need as much sleep as it seemed like other babies did or like what the, um, you know, blogs say about how long they should be awake for. And so it took me a while to realize, like, maybe I should just let him be awake until he's really, you know, like he's upset and needs to be put to sleep. Yeah. And it was so much easier to get him to sleep, like rather than being like, okay, He's this much old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he needs to be awake for this time. Okay, I've timed it. Okay, let's get him to sleep now. And he'd just be like, it would take me a really long time mm. or I would feed him and rock him and bounce him and yeah. he just wouldn't go to sleep. And I think once I, you know, actually got to know him and what he needed rather than trying to follow the instructions you get given mm. or the recommendations that are you know, on every web page that you Google at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Best time to do Googling yeah. <laughs> and make decisions about parenting. So, yeah, for Joey, even now, he 
only sleeps for 10 and a half hours in a 24-hour period with a day nap, mm. which is, like, not a lot. You know, that's, like, how much sleep I need. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But um, accepting that, I think, for me, actually helped him sleep better because when I accepted who he was and that he was different to what the textbooks say, I could just get on with life and enjoy being a mum and enjoy him mm-hmm. rather than feeling like he was broken or a problem to be solved. Was that something that just one day dawned on you or was that someone saying to you, hey, it's okay for him to have his own approach to this? As in, as in yeah, yeah. I think that we often it was feel a long the journey. guilt <laughs> for a lot longer than we need to. Yeah. What got you to the point where you said, you know what, we're not going to follow the textbook here? It's in, like, Beth, you spoke of conviction, like, doing what you actually want to do rather than doing what you're told to do or what you should do. Mm. And I think it it was similar for me. Like I think I lacked the conviction in – I was like, I just don't feel like this is what I want to do, but also like it's not working. Mm. Because I think in that space a lot of mums feel either judged for their approach by other parents, yes, sometimes even that. their husbands, yeah, or just self-critical. Mm. Like yeah. why can't I do this? Yeah, mm. there was definitely a lot of that. Like – the doubt that you have in yourself that you're doing the right thing or that, you know, am I failing my child because I can't get them to sleep independently? Am I failing as a mum because people tell me that this worked for their kid or their kid did this method and they didn't cry, Mm. but I'm trying it now and he's crying a lot and I'm not going to let him cry. Like I just... Mm what's wrong? What am I, what am I doing wrong? I kept asking myself that question of what am I doing wrong? And I think until I got to the point of being like, actually, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. I think this is just our journey. And this is just a challenging part of his personality that he doesn't need a lot of sleep. Mm. And it was actually not until I got to that point of like, maybe I'm not doing anything wrong. Maybe I'm just not understanding who he is and what he needs. And finding resources that were saying just go with your gut and get to know your child and and it was interesting because I think the community that forms around those resources are people who have tried all the things Mm. yeah yeah what did you try exactly so we hired a sleep consultant we did with the sleep consultant it was um what they call responsive settling so you know you swaddle your baby you pat them to sleep then you leave them. If they get upset, you go back in and you pat, like, it, you know, in and out, pick up, put down sort of. But if I swaddled Joey and put him down awake, he would just cry. And I remember mums in my mum's group saying like, oh, they just grizzled, to, like my baby just grizzles to sleep. They might take 10 or 15 minutes. And in my head I was like, oh, grizzling is crying. Mm. And then I would try it with Joey and I was like, I can't do this for 10 minutes. And then I remember one mum being like, oh, look, I like um, recorded my baby going to sleep. And she was like, isn't this grizzling like sweet? And I was like, oh, that's grizzling. Mm. That's not what Joey does. Mm. Like hysterical. Yeah. Full blown. The moment you put him down. But if I held him, he was fine and he would just doze to sleep in my arms. So wrestling with what's working versus what you're told versus who your child is Mm -hmm. versus who you are. When we tried the really strict schedule, so the responsive settling kind of went with a really strict schedule, like they sleep at these exact times and you need to start getting them ready for sleep half an hour before. I just found that really stressful because I'm also not a very 
strict routine person. Like mm. I'm not a wake up at five o'clock, go to the gym, mm. you know, do 10 things before 8 a.m. <laughs> like I have friends who are like that and the routine works so well for them. Because it's in line with their personality. Because it's in line with their personality. But I was like, I'm stuck at home. I can't see people. I can't go out. I can't do anything. I'm trying to do this schedule. My baby's crying all the time. And my mental health was just like, what's going on? Mm, yeah. And I got to the point where I was like, this is not working. It's it's actually making me hate being a mum. Mm. It's making me hate every single – like I just don't want to wake up in the morning. Mm. And I was like, that's not – so I just let go of it. And yep. I was like, okay, let's just – try and find other approaches. And like literally I was like, other approaches to routines with babies. <laughs> and then there's this, like there's so many people around the world doing different things, like looking at different cultures and what they do. I was like, oh, actually, there's heaps of different ways that people do things. And there's heaps of different ways to doing something that's not a routine. Yep. Mm. And I just got to get to know my child because, you know, I, there's mums I know who like would love to hold their babies to sleep, but actually their babies sleep heaps better, just swaddled and yeah. – put in a cot and Mm. you're like you know you've got to be comfortable with doing what you're doing and also know that it's working for your baby and I just wish someone had said that to me early on like you know there's lots of different ways here's what I did yeah you got to know your kid mm. and you got to be comfortable with it. Like, yeah. I, that's, I'm like, why, why isn't that what people tell you? Yeah. And I think, Ellie, you said a few t- just do what works. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if, if, it, if it's not a problem for you, it's not a problem. Well, They're that's the two right. things yeah. you said to me. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that doesn't, like, that. I can't do that because that doesn't fit in my schedule. But I really appreciated your approach. Like, like if it works, it works. Yeah. And if you don't have an issue with it, then block out the voices it's not a problem yeah I think you say why why don't people say that I I was really fortunate to be surrounded by a sister and a sister-in-law who did say that Mm. and so going into it I had that expectation of my baby's gonna need me and for that first 12 months I expect two to three wake-ups a night so it, it, it's harder when it's not what you expect, right? Mm. But because that was my expectation. Yes, definitely. I mean, of course, you go through those hard weeks where you hit the wall and, and sleep regressions and... Sickness. Totally, totally. But overall, I felt okay with mm. the wake-ups because it's what I was expecting. But I also was really open to whatever would work. So yes. I tried the dummy. He wasn't into that. But I was like, if he was into it, I would have gone for that. Um, I did feed him to sleep. If there were afternoons where that wasn't working, I'd like, fine, we're driving to Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just, I, yes. I I thought that I'd have all these hard and fast rules about what I would do. And then when I was in it, I was like, whatever's going to work. Mm. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it made me so. happier and it you've, made him happier. You've been a happy mum. Yeah, totally. Well, you relaxed. seemed like a happy mum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and, and yeah, like it, it took 11 and a half months till he started sleeping through where mm. he got to that point where he could do it on his own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for that first 11 and a half months, I didn't feel like I just survived. Like mm. I actually felt like I really enjoyed that year. Yeah. yeah, and I remember you saying lots of stuff and I was like, wow, how do I tap into that? <laughs> and I realised it's because I, yeah, I had – I bound myself to a schedule um, and I was just – my whole goal was to get her to sleep regardless of what it would do to me. Yeah. Um, and I watched you just saying, oh, man, isn't this the best year of your life, the maternity leave? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, and I re- – yeah, I think, yeah, you like what you've just said, Lynn and, and Ali, what you've said as well is do what works. Yeah, what works for your baby and what works for you. Mm. Yeah. Did you make all the calls on how to help your baby sleep? Like, were you and your husbands in alignment on things? 
Like I just remember yeah. we hit one sleep regression and we didn't know we were in a sleep regression until we came to Bible study at yours, Beth. <laughs> and you're like, how old is he again? And we're like, eight months. He's like, oh, so he's going through the regression. We're like, oh, that explains everything. <laughs> um, but we got to the point where my husband said, I think we should try sleep training. Mm. And instinctively I was like, no, nah, that's not going to sit well with me because I couldn't deal with him crying for more than 60 seconds. Mm. And I actually really loved co-sleeping. Like mm. <laughs> when he had to come, I know it was hard for him because Sean was back at work, so they were never particularly restful nights, but I really loved mm. him coming into bed with us. Um, but yeah, did you ever have times where you weren't in alignment? Um, I do the lion's share of the nighttime parenting. So my husband was always really supportive and really kind and gracious after hard nights. Adi's always found it a lot harder to settle him, calm him down. Well, um, he doesn't have boobs. Yeah, exactly, 100%. <laughs> Joey <laughs> in the night has tried to breastfeed from RD, being confused. In- <laughs> Unsuccessful. <laughs> He's like, very disappointed. <laughs> but, you know, we just had an understanding, like, if I'm going to do the lion's share of nighttime parenting, I'm going to be the one who calls the shots mm. about how we do that. And, you know, we've talked about changing things up and we're, you know, in agreement. Like if we shift things and I'm not going to feed him to sleep anymore, then it's going to be 50-50. Mm. Um, yeah, no, Derek and I have been pretty much on the same page. When I um, did read the book and get the advice from the people about how to make my baby sleep yeah. and I got home and I said, I, by the way, I've, I've got – I've got it. Like, I know what we're going to do. It's going to work. Uh-huh. And um, he's like, yes, yeah, great. Sound. Makes sense. Then um, Maisie was born and she wasn't a robot. So she it didn't exactly work the way we had planned. <laughs> what? Um, so that's when I would say, oh, we're doing the right thing. And he said, I think it still does make sense. Like, you know, just because it's not working straight away doesn't mean we should all, we should throw it out. So he, I, I was th- obviously showing some doubts and he was sort of encouraging me to try and stick with it. And, but I think um, every time I got to a point where I was like, feeling too emotional about the way it was going. He was very happy to go with me on that. You know, he's back at work. I'm at home with her all the time. So there's a sense in which I'm doing a lot more thinking around it. Mm. And he was happy to just go with my gut on that regard. Mm. Um, there were a couple of times where she was crying and I wanted to go in and he'd say, just give it another minute, you know. And, but I think there's I think there's something about a mum and a baby where the cry just grates that little bit more on your soul. And I, I've noticed it at times – my husband's been happier to let it go a little bit, and I'm, and, but I was really oh, feeling it. Same, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a couple of moments where he would encourage me just to wait a bit longer, and then I'd say, "No, nah, I'm, I'm done," and he'd yeah. go, "Yeah, go for it." Yeah. So, <laughs> for the most part, we've been on the same page. Yeah. Catnapping would be worth touching on. Oh yeah, Joe was a hectic catnapper. That's, I mean, that's part of his low sleep needs. Mm. So, what do you mean by catnapping? Well, babies who don't sleep. It was for a long huge of time. part of my. Um, my wrestle with Maisie was she that yeah, yeah so that there were there was six months or something where in the day her sleep cycle was 42 minutes and ideally what I wanted her to do was to connect those two sleep cycles so that she would sleep for 84 minutes you know <laughs> um I did so much work into trying mm. to get her to combine those sleep cycles I just I re- you know one of the things I'd say is that um this is a really interesting one is that if you go in at 40 minutes and you wake her up a little bit oh, and then wow. you pat her back to sleep, 
that that then crosses her over to the next sleep cycle. But that didn't happen, really. Mm. What you do is you just wake them up. <laughs> um, it works for some babies. Yeah. I've heard of people talk about it and I'm like, you have some sort of strange baby that yeah. I do not have. Wow. But there were a few months, honestly, where I spent most of my day in a oh, dark best. room. Shame. Trying to get her to combine these sleep cycles Gosh. because I was, the, that was what they were saying that that's what babies needed. They needed longer sleep, so these little short sleeps weren't good for them. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't good for me, you know. Um, so I don't know, like catnapping, just this concept of catnapping, like it owned me for a few yeah. months. You know, don't beat yourself up on that's amazing. Yeah, that I would not devotion. have been that devoted and that sacrificial to go in at forty minutes and yeah. start the patting. Yeah, like that's a beautiful example of how much you love Maisie and yeah. trying to help her. All right, I used to do talks for youth group and in trying to explain unconditional love i'd use mothers waking up to their babies at 2am for the fourth time that night as an example of Mm. how sometimes loving isn't always mutual Mm. (laughs) um you know how it can be hard Mm. how has your faith impacted your approach to sleep and and seeing it as you know a reflection well in my mind it is a reflection of how God loves us, because it's not always <laughs> mutual, mm. you know. I'm sure uh, in the way that he displays grace and mercy, I'm getting a, a slight taste of that when, you know, I'm there for my baby and not necessarily getting anything good out of it other mm. than, you know, mm. irritability. and uh, mm. <laughs> Or, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. I think there's like a distillation that we see in who God is of what it looks like to be a good person parent Mm. like I think you know you think about something like Jesus death for us and it's this real complex act of love there's a dealing with like disobedience there's a there's a meeting of vulnerability there's a deliverance from need you know it's not just this like single faceted Mm. simple thing love is not like that and I think I've really appreciated the way that God has grown my understanding of what it means to be a parent in the way that he shows us how he's our father. And he doesn't just discipline us in a harsh way, although he does do that at times, you know, or he doesn't just deal with our disobedience. He he meets us with compassion and he sees our vulnerability. And I think it's easy to go, love is giving someone what they want or making someone feel good or, you know, I think it's so much more complex than that. And and the best picture we have of understanding what love as a parent looks like is looking at who God is. And he does it perfectly in mm. his holiness. So we're not going to do that. But I think I need to approach parenting with a lot more humility mm. and recognize that I have a lot to learn. You know, we'll all lean one way or, or another in, in different aspects of parenting. Like some will be more down the line of, you know, I need to teach my child this and they need to learn the discipline of it. And, you know, I'm, i got to give them boundaries and some will be like, I just want them to be happy and, yeah. you know, I want to love them. And, and I think, you know, whatever camp you're in, wherever you are on the spectrum, there's more to learn about what the complexity of parenting looks like. Yeah. And I went into parenting quite prideful mm. and I think sleep was really that challenge that mm. knocked that out of me. And for different people, it might be different challenges in parenting. But I think sleep is just this one relentless thing that if you're someone who does have hubris, who does think they can do it all by themselves. So it's it's really helped me to look at who God is in his whole character, mm. not just in his 
inverted commas, soft love character. Like there's mm. there's a fullness to who he is that we can really learn from as parents. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I love that when I hear, well, probably more back in the day when Maisie was waking a lot more during the night, you'd hear the noise. And as someone who's a just a normal person who likes sleeping, your first thought is, <laughs> oh. You yeah. go, husband. Yeah, like, really? <laughs> but the thing that always amazed me is, as soon as I walked in the room, mm. I, I was so glad to see her. Like, yeah. I don't know, there's an inconvenience, but the joy of doing what she needs and having that moment with her, even in the middle of the night, it just, I guess, it, it is a reflection of the way God does love us sacrificially. Like, I, I did send up a lot of prayers about sleep. <laughs> yes. I mean... Me and God talked a lot about that. Um, <laughs> I have the, this idea that, like, I don't know, he would have just had some headphones on, you know, here comes Beth's sleep prayer again. <laughs> you know? I, I didn't, obviously didn't hassle him enough because no, you got sleep through the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me at 11. Yeah. I need to be praying more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, would, I, I would sit outside her room because I was letting her cry at times that I didn't mm. want to. And I would... I would I would actually lie down, face down, outside her room and say, God, please let us sleep, please let us sleep, please let us sleep, please let us sleep. Mm. Let us sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing that, you know, we've, we've talked about how you have this year of maternity leave if you're mm. that lucky. Um, I know a lot of people have to go back to work a lot earlier, but you have this essentially 12 months where you can be there for your baby. Mm. But perspective in that time is so helpful and having – the perspective that you get to get up to your baby mm. as opposed to have mm. to yeah. was a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. And thinking about those who don't have babies that they get to go up to at 2 a.m. Um, really helped me feel a sense of gratitude mm. even when it was difficult. Mm. Look, I think it just goes to show there are so many different opinions on every mm. stage. Feeding, settling, sleeping. Just remember you and your baby are different to everyone else. If you have a great sleeper, enjoy how lucky are you? But Give thanks. Yeah. If you don't, it's also not a reflection on you as a mom. It's just a season that will pass. So, you know, enjoy the extra cuddles that you get during the night. But remember, a lack of sleep has a very real impact on your ability to, you know, survive, let alone thrive. So reach out for help if you need it. Uh, your partner, doctor, community health nurse, there are so many wonderful services that are there to support you. If you think this episode might be helpful for someone, I'm not sure if it would be. (laughs) We don't give them the tips and tricks that make them (laughs) They'll feel like they're in good company. That's right. You're not alone. You're not alone. Please uh, please share it with them. Uh, If you'd like to continue the conversation, search Mums Group Pod on Facebook. Until then, bye. Bye. See ya.